that's right, if you're hearing my voice, it is another magical episode of the Coven Podcast. I am your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths, and joining me today is... Ashley Curry, the Witch of Heroes. And... Cora Wilson, your Druid of Decibels. Thank you guys for joining me, especially because of the topic that we have for mm-hmm. you guys tonight. So... <laughs> Cringe. You have likely run into this particular phrase somewhere around the internet. Typically, uh, what I would kind of describe uh, cringe as is like (laughs) uh, one good word I heard recently was schoidenfreude, which (laughs) is like taking pleasure at other people's misery. And I think there's a lot of that, especially in internet culture. You want to see other people suffer because then you know that you're doing okay, (laughs) which I don't think is like the healthiest way of going about that. But uh, specifically, I think uh, this definition of cringe that we'll be going over points out uh, like cringeworthy behavior. So people being arrogant, ignorant, or overly enthusiastic about something to the point of a lack of self-awareness that's embarrassing. Like you get a lot of secondhand embarrassment, like mm-hmm. just watching these people. Yeah. So uh, what, what do you guys think of precisely when you hear the word cringe? When I think of the word cringe i just i i think Do you of, cringe yeah literally <laughs> i i'm literally like ah no mm. and then i'm i just i i get this way i'm just like eh. i don't really i think of embarrassing things that i've done as well as all the secondhand embarrassment that i've like experienced and it's just yeah. it's behavior that i either used to do like you know example like tiny scene kids that are like you know flipping their hair like oh gosh, i'm so yeah. edgy and <laughs> or or you know just behavior that i'm like oh, how could you even do that what 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 even is that like that's what i think of when i think of cringe i think we've all had a cringy phase for sure what mm-hmm. about you ashley i just i think uh, we're all like, cringing right now <laughs> watching someone do something and you're like oh, stop please stop don't do that anymore and you just like feel the secondhand embarrassment yeah and like especially because a lot of the times when the person doing it isn't aware Mm -hmm. embarrassing themselves that's the worst part if someone was like going like okay i know this is going to be like weird and embarrassing but like proceeds to do the thing versus they don't don't even know it like please stop i'm feeling for you at this point right yeah so uh some examples of some cringy things you mentioned already Cora about like mm. we've all had like a phase where we think we'll never that it's not a phase first mm-hmm. of all it's not and a phase a, mom it's the way my <laughs> life is going to be for the rest of my life and it's often like being overly enthusiastic about a certain like culture online or like a particular trend at the moment like scene kids mm-hmm. or me, my cringe phase was being a weeaboo. Like I wore <laughs> goggles to school, guys. I was, about I was to that say, kid. The cringy, the cringy moments that I would always look back on, or that some of my friends look back on, is remember when we used to wear all those Naruto stuff to school, or like Girl, when I did that I whole headbands. when I did that whole English project on Naruto. Like it happened. Like one of my friends did a whole project over Naruto, and now he's just like, I, I regret that. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> regrets. Regrets are real. That's, that's the I think, a big part of it, too, is, like, things mm-hmm. that you will ultimately regret. Yeah. Um, unless you really lack that self-awareness, especially later on in life, where you're like, no, that was perfectly fine behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the reason why I think a lot of us are familiar with cringe culture is because it is popular to post 
other people being cringy online versus yourself being cringy. And that's especially evident in the lovely world of cringe compilations. So uh, be careful on YouTube, guys. Just be careful. But if you want to check out what we're talking about, all you have to do is put in cringe compilation followed by some kind of social group that people typically look down upon, like weebs, furries, or My Little Pony fans. Um, yeah, people who, usually people who like Naruto specifically as weebs, but yeah. that, that kind of thing. Um, so it's embarrassing, some <laughs> these videos. Like, there's no other way to describe it because a lot of the time is it's like, those videos that you would take when you're like 14 and you like go out to Walmart with your friends to, mm -hmm. because that's the only thing around and you like yeah. ride on the bikes and like f go into the toy section and find the giant thing of rubber balls and try to climb in it or throw it around. Or like you find like you and like silly sexual innuendo innuendos and like food or something or like you make fun of like eating hot dogs or I don't know yeah I, mean, I, I came from that was funny but when you were you know 13 <laughs> and then you look back like on Facebook or even you know the videos that you know are still in like your cloud or your phone and you're like oh god oh, the no, internet that is, is not, forever guys that is not funny <laughs> yeah I think that was the best thing is I didn't have any social media or anything till I was in high school so like I don't have any of those you don't have oh videos. a bad like, record not Existing. See, I have pictures where, like, you know, my arm has all the rubber band bracelets <gasps> and, like, oh, the checker oh, bracelets those, like, uh, and the band tee. Silly bands. Yeah. yeah. And the skinny jeans. And, and mm. Yeah. I think cringe culture has happened as a thing because we do have record of that versus just being able to be like, oh, I have a couple pictures that I took but not much else of yeah. my, like, scene phase or whatever. It's like, no, yeah. there is significant record of when I was a weird kid. Uh, uh, cringing. But uh, why? Why do you guys think that cringe compilations specifically target the groups that they do, like furries and weebs? Or um, I love the thing where it's like SJWs get owned, or conversely, like conservatives get owned, like those kind of things. Where it's like, look how embarrassing this person is being. I think it's these are groups that are outliers or groups that aren't considered normal so like furries so like to most people it's weird and unusual and and almost cringy to dress in a whole fursuit <laughs> of like a bunny or a dragon or you know um that's a wide spectrum right there yeah and <laughs> and etc because everyone has well not everyone but most furries have complicated personas and I think it's just cringe like we have these compilations because it's funny to people that think that that isn't normal or that the thing that these people are passionate about that they're not passionate about is cringeworthy and, and funny to watch which you know is I guess understandable in a way but also not understandable it's like spectacle it's yeah. like kind of go into like a circus freak show except those are outlawed yeah. do not go to those <laughs> but now we have the internet so we can just find that via cringe compilations mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i think um specifically a lot of the time i feel like people go into watching these with the idea that at least i'm not like this person yeah like it's kind of like a personal ego boost to be like well 
I'm kind of weird, but I'm not this weird. It's like, well, at least I don't eat tissue paper. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> People do that. Yeah. But I think it's especially concerning that a lot of these cringe compilations target younger audiences mm-hmm. or are even made by younger audiences. I know that there's a lot of these channels that get hundreds upon thousands of views for their cringe compilations that are like 13 years old with a video editor program. Like they're, they're, they might even be monetized yeah. and making money off of videos of other people doing embarrassing things. Yeah. Why, why do you think that it's kids that are often the audience, the intended audience for, like, cringe compilations? I feel like, well, no offense, kids are kind of cruel. Yeah, like, they can be, especially nowadays. Yeah, especially, like, especially you have to put yourself, like, when you're that age, it's usually when you start getting, like, your big interest and you start realizing you're not, like, you know, people that, like, you grew around you mm-hmm. so like i'm not like other girls yeah. <laughs> i'm worse <laughs> <laughs> and so like seeing oh like we said earlier i'm not this weird though like mm. so like you know i'm on boost you're like eh, i could be doing this stuff but i'm not so yeah and also it's socially acceptable i feel like nowadays that since kids are online younger um you need to be more, quote, normal nowadays to fit in because, you know, you have your online presence, but you also have, you know, your physical presence. When we were growing up, you know, we didn't really have social media hardcore until, you know, eighth grade, freshman year of high school. So these kids that are growing up, you know, fifth, sixth grade with like Facebooks or Twitters or access to YouTube and everything, um, they have to sort of go with that culture trend to be normal nowadays. Like, it's easier for them to laugh at other people that are outliers than to, you know, be like, no, 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 I'm one of those people. Right. Which I I can't really equate it, I guess, to a certain culture for us. I I guess maybe, like, it was cool if you were on MySpace or, like, if you did, like, a certain, like, if you were, if, like, you were into Naruto or anything, then you were an outlier. So, like, a lot of kids I knew were, like, oh, well, well, I don't do Naruto. Like, I'm not gonna read Naruto. That's lame. Yeah. Or, like, I don't listen to Lady Gaga because, you know, she's, I remember when, you know, they were, like. A lot of, like, the way I think, especially when we were, like, 15, 14, and even Mm -hmm. younger, we defined ourselves by what we weren't. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, I'm not, like, a prep or something. I don't read Twilight. I read whatever else. And then I eventually read Twilight. Because everyone read Twilight, and we all need to own up to that. But that kind of thing. I even went to an opening day book sale for Twilight. For Breaking Dawn. After a softball match, I made my dad drive me still grimy go by the book <laughs> and started reading it on my way home we were all fans at some point and that's yeah. i think uh something that we later become ashamed of like but... cri- like it's cringeworthy to say oh i read twilight because as you get older especially looking at twilight you look back at all the problematic things about yeah about those things and i think that's what also makes cringe culture is seeing those those problematic faulty things about them Mm -hmm. Or what you might have done within that culture. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it, too, is that I think the internet no longer allows people to grow. Just because once you make a mistake and it's on the internet, then it's it's going to follow you forever. 
And the idea is that you're like, even if you have grown as a person from that, even if like you were like the most diehard Twilight fan and then later on you realize it's problematic themes because you get older and you are able to recognize those Mm -hmm. things with more education and more exposure to other content, you were still that person. Yeah. Especially on the internet, if there's record of that, people are still going to be like, oh, well, you're the twilight fan girl mm-hmm. look at this twilight fan girl go on a rant for 20 minutes on her <laughs> youtube channel isn't and, that hilarious and that's that i agree definitely with the youtube well youtube especially or even just the internet really doesn't allow you to grow because you could post something when you know you're in eighth well sixth grade you know in middle school about a certain topic and you know it's 10 years later you're in college you're about to graduate college and you're like oh no I, my thinking has evolved on that but someone's like but in the year of 20 not 20 like 20. i almost said 2006 2000, 2006 you posted you don't like puppies how do you feel about that yeah yeah like, it's it, like you permanently don't like puppies right yeah like you hate puppies like I you're don't... you're not allowed to make mistakes yeah on the and internet. i think it's so important especially for kids to make mistakes mm-hmm. because that's the best way to learn from something but i feel like the atmosphere of like cringe culture and the fact that these cringe compilations exist and are mostly built out of like other people's content and that content might be something that they're proud of too uh like makes it so that I think kids are less likely to be like oh I really want to pursue this thing and like post videos about it and do this but I'm gonna get made made fun of so I'm not going to do it like an example my friend who goes down to IU Bloomington she was really into Kingdom Hearts like hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan in mm-hmm. middle school like made the AMV music videos those, Yo, and yeah. even bought a uh, Cascada song like for like three bucks to make this video like she, she was bought music yeah like she yeah. bought music. oh man that's when you're like serious. she <laughs> she like bought music and like made this video and you know but her sister always said it was so cringeworthy like how creepy it was that she was so into this that she would put so much effort into something that she liked that like she she hasn't talked about really kingdom hearts since i mentioned kingdom hearts three to her and um Cause that's finally happening yeah because that's finally happening i mentioned kingdom hearts 3 and she was like oh, okay like she she didn't want to be excited about it because of how excited about it yeah. she was in, in middle school that's so sad yeah. she could have become like great great at something especially because i think a lot of people when you're first starting out uh, to quote Jake the dog, <laughs> every when you start something, you you t- the first step to getting good at something is being bad at something, and I think that's a lot of where these kids start when they're making like YouTube videos with their friends that are eventually taken by other people and made fun of on the internet, and that's super stifling because then if you realize that happened, you're gonna be like, okay, I'm never doing this again, where that might have led to making even better content later on because becoming great at it because you know if we stifle these kids was like oh that was so funny how like you messed up this video editing or like it was cringeworthy how you you know shot this they're like okay well i guess i won't do it anymore when in reality like we've all kind of sat in a dark corner with a really bad camera like i'm gonna make a youtube video yeah i think that was the beauty of youtube at its core at the beginning Mm -hmm. was like anyone can just post something and 
maybe it will get some attention, but maybe you'll be able to develop your skills better to make something even better later on. But I think at the core of what we're talking about here, too, is this bullying? Yeah. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Like, even if that person never finds out that you posted that video of their video? Because it, it still exists. There's still this person making fun of or being like, laugh at this person or cringe at this person who isn't doing well at something. And then you read the comments and like they, especially because a lot of them, like like we said in these like videos, are children that are making fun of these children and like targeting them and calling them like really like i read some of the comments really like bad names oh yeah you're like that's not okay like especially like that eight like yeah yeah and i mean the videos are definitely presented in a way it's like look at these trash people Mm -hmm. yeah and it's It's encouraging people to make fun of them and it's like they're not even really people yet like you don't really find out who you really are until you're you're start to find out who you are until you're 14 15 and even then (laughs) yeah it's ever evolving man (laughs) I don't know who I'm going to be in six yeah. months. Who knows, really? <laughs> Especially in say, college, you change, like, every semester. <laughs> in, like, ten years, we could look back at this podcast and be like, oh, oh cringe. Oh, <laughs> what if we Our opinions. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. God. Right? So future me, don't cringe. It's okay. It's okay, future <laughs> me. It's okay. But what about the people in these videos who aren't children? Because they're, I mean, some of these hobbies, particularly, like, my little pony like the brony Mm -hmm. community or like a lot of the um furry community are adults with uh expendable income that they're able to spend on these very elaborate like fursuits or collectibles is that okay to make fun of them because they should quote unquote know better it's it's sort of like it's it's sort of like be me sitting here going it's so cringeworthy that they're grown grown adult men that spend like five thousand dollars on a signed football like, mm. like it, it, I equate it to that. Like, if you think it's cringeworthy for a furry to spend, you know, upwards of several thousands of dollars for a really good quality fursuit, then it's cringy that you just went and bought a $5,000 signed football. If you're passionate about something, do it. Like, exactly. They enjoy it. Like, I personally do. As long as it's not illegal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if you go back to our last podcast, <laughs> that's not okay. Yeah. Lolita's... That, that, yeah, that, no. That's something else. Stay away from little girls, guys. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you're passionate about it and it's legal and not, creep, like, completely creepy. Then, <laughs> Cringy. <laughs> then do it. Like, yeah. It's okay. I mean, I personally do know people that are furries. Yeah, And same. they love it. And, like, go for it then. Like, personally, maybe I won't be interested <laughs> in that, but, like. You do you. Or yeah. like, you know, if, if there are, you know, if there are people, you know, that are into anime or Naruto or like, you know, the Japanese culture. And so they want to buy things that are a part of that culture. And, you know, it's a little bit more expensive. Like one, they're an adult. They're a consenting adult. They make the money. If, you know, they want to spend their $3,000 on this thing or $200 on this thing, then... It's not cringy. Yeah. They're working for it. You know, if they've taken care of all their, their stuff, you know, if they're they're eaten, if they're good, then okay. <laughs> what What's the problem? Like, it's not, no. It's yeah. all, To me, it's only cringy if they approach it in a creepy way. Yeah. I, I think cringe is especially defined by certain communities because, like, everyone has a different concept of cringe. Different, like, 
specific things are like, oh, that's cringy. Whereas um, I think a lot of these like cringe compilation creator, that's a mouthful, communities <laughs> um, are targeting, targeting these specific groups because it's easy to find content of that. But then we have the kind of flip side where there's both like sjw and feminist own compilation which is an actual title of a youtube video and then another one being like reddit user cringe compilation so we have these two different sides of the spectrum of like what people are defining as cringe i think it's it's really depends on what community is consuming it to define what cringe is and i think that's one of the reasons why it's such a an iffy thing is because well you might be cringe then to someone else like how how are you able to make fun of someone when they might just turn around and make fun of you for being equally as cringy mm-hmm. i don't know Words of agreement. <laughs> i just would i i i don't know you just said it well i mean Thank I, you. <laughs> I i just i feel like we shouldn't bully people for enjoying something for being immersed in something especially kids and you know some adults are still so invested in things because you know it that's the only good thing in their life yeah I, I suppose so you know they could have a horrible job or you know not a great family but you know it comforts them to watch anime or to play a certain video game or to make you know amv videos of a pairing that they really like in a show or something because like they people just don't do that for anime yeah. they do I, it for yeah i mean like rick and morty like was universally liked for the first two seasons and then season three came out and then people got really really into rick and morty to the point that they were like harassing people at mcdonald's for their szechuan sauce yeah and therefore Rick and Morty became like being a fan of Rick and Morty or being like in the fandom became cringy. Yeah. Because of because of all the problematic the association. People. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that uh an entire series can be ruined by other people being cringy about it? I think so. Yes. Like Oh um, no. <laughs> like my little pony. I I specifically um cuz I actually have a lot of fr- uh, older friends that watch it, you know even if they don't have children because my little pony isn't what you think my little pony is um it has some weird like storylines and concepts and you think it's just for like babies or like five-year-olds and yeah. no it's not and i always i remember always thinking i don't want to watch a show where large single grown adult men fetishize ponies <laughs> and i thought it was so cringy Whenever any of my friends would be like, oh, I love My Little Pony, I'd be like, oh, please don't be that person, Um, which I never thought they actually would be, you know, like fetishized ponies. That specific part of the fandom. Yeah, but it was just, it was cringy because they were watching this show that their largest demographic now is, is men, like adult white men. And so, but then I saw a few episodes and I was like, okay, I mean, I can understand why people would like this, but it's still ruined for me for, for watching it because I just, every time I see it, that's what I think of. Let's be real. There's problematic (laughs) people in every fandom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the hardcore. Uh, 
uh, Steven Universe fandom yeah, recently. Like like the people that are like, you can only play rose quartz if you're this size, or you can only do this if you're that size. It's like, who That's makes stupid. rules? Who's yeah. making rules? Yeah. There's no rules to like cosplay or enjoying anything. And it's like, why? <laughs> people who make rules make me cringe. So, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so my own rule is I just don't talk to fandom people. I talk to people I physically know and see that I can... Like like you guys. Like hey. I can see you guys. So hi. you know, hi. We're here. <laughs> Otherwise I'm just like, no, I'm not no no foreign boards for me. No. <laughs> so kind of wrapping it back around to where we began, yeah. which was why why do we like cringe? Why do people consume cringe? I think a lot of what we've been talking about is like very internet based, but if you think about it, this is something that we've been participating in for a long time mm-hmm. as a culture because like you have shows like uh, Jerry Springer and Maury mm-hmm. and My Dr. Strange Phil. Addiction and Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. And that all of that is about like watching other people and how terrible their lives are or how weird their lives are. And literally physically going, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big <laughs> yeah. part of it is going, mm, mm-hmm. mm, not for me, no <laughs> thanks. Scrunches. But you're still sitting there watching. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes back to the schoidenfreude which (laughs) we get pleasure out of that but is is that okay to get pleasure out of that because i admit there's some like guilty pleasure things where it's like i know this is like bad but i like it anyway yeah and i don't know i I feel like every single person finds something cringeworthy in every single other person that they are with like whether it's small or big like there's something that they find cringe worthy we are all cringe mm-hmm. we are all cringe and i think to an extent embracing that is important because once you acknowledge it's like yeah that's kind of embarrassing it's no longer cringe because you're self-aware of it like and if someone i think that there's better ways to point out it's like hey that might be embarrassing than to make compilations without your knowledge online mm-hmm. internet's Internet's interesting, guys. Internet's is a dark, dark, bleak black hole, but here we go on it every day, and you can always find us, the coven, here on the internet. Thank you guys for joining Stirring me. I up. have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of Wavelengths. Joining me today was... Asher Curry, the Witch of Heroes. And... Cora Wilson, your Druid of Decibels. You can find all our podcasts here at ByteBSU.com or over on our SoundCloud, which is at the Ball State Daily. We post to theballstatedaily.com as well. And we're on YouTube under ByteBSU, Instagram under ByteBSU, and Twitter at ByteBSU, where you can find all our records of previously maybe being cringy. So definitely check that out and come see us for another podcast next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.